Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Corporate Marketing Manager at Buckland, and today we are discussing a very important topic, the import of personal protective equipment and supplies during the COVID-19 pandemic. We recently released an on-demand webinar on this topic, and on today's podcast, we will be sharing the audio from that webinar with you. You can access the slides for this webinar through our link in the show notes, or you can access the on-demand webinar through a link in our show notes as well. We hope that this podcast will give you the essential details needed in order to import personal protective equipment, and we welcome you to reach out to us at csagroup at buckland.com if you have any questions or if we can be of assistance. Welcome to Buckland's webinar on imports of personal protective equipment and supplies during the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Jenny Kelts, and I will be giving you information on this topic today as it relates to Canada and the United States. Of course, just a brief disclaimer, the COVID-19 global pandemic, as we all know, is changing very quickly and we are getting new information all the time. The information that you'll be hearing from me today was as of April the 8th to uh, 2020, and of course, could be subject to change by the time that you're watching this. Uh, This information is given to you uh, for your purposes and doesn't constitute legal advice. So do reach out if you have any questions about this, but this is for informational purposes only today. For those of you who might be new to Buckland, we are a full-service trade partner offering Canadian, U.S., and Mexican customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. Buckland is a trusted partner for your business, providing tailored supply chain solutions focused on exceptional customer service. Buckland was established in 1945 and has grown from a customs consulting firm into a full-service logistics partner for our clients who range from manufacturing, automotive, and food and beverage. Buckland has locations across North America and services clients at the U.S. northern and southern borders. So just to give you a brief timeline of what's been happening, because I know right now it can feel like a bit of a blur, um, back in the end of, de- of December, there were these cases of uh, what was thought to be pneumonia at the time detected in Wuhan, China. Um, this was from about the middle of December uh, through to the end of December. Um, at this time, it was speculated they had been able to tie it back to the wholesale uh, seafood market, and most cases seem to be connected to this location, so that's why that was speculated. We then move into January, and of course, at this point, we have identified that this is a unique 
uh, virus. It wasn't simply pneumonia. And it has begun to spread person to person. And there was a case confirmed in the United States, as well as a presumptive case in Canada. Fast forward to February, and things continue to respond. We now have a name for it. And this is, of course, what we've come to know as COVID-19, um, which is a short form of, I think the full name is the SARS coronavirus. Um, it's got this long thing, and it is 19 because that was when it originated, was 2019. We begin to see the first death outside of mainline of mainland China, and that occurs in the Philippines. Uh, and we start to really learn more about how this disease is spread. And of course, we start to begin to have travel restrictions. Uh, once we get into March, we have a national state of emergency declared in the U.S. And a lot more travel restrictions are put in place, uh, including travel between Canada and the U.S. And we see those travel restrictions really put into place. And we begin to practice social distancing as a way to control the spread and, as you've heard, flatten the curve to really ease the burden on our healthcare system at this time. Now we find ourselves in April and we have passed the 1 million mark in terms of COVID-19 infections. And we find the majority of Canada and the United States in some sort of social distancing, lockdown, or quarantine. So at our present situation, um, we find ourselves in need of a lot of supplies in order to treat the sick and keep those who are healthy, healthy. Um, we have some information here from the World Health Organization, and this was from back in March, and they were saying at that time they felt that we would need 89 million masks per month and 76 million gloves per month and 1.6 million goggles per month in order to have the proper um, personal protective equipment, or PPE as it's known, uh, in order to be able to uh, take care of those who are sick. So they really encouraged everybody to ramp up their production and ease some of the restrictions on the export import of these goods to meet the need. So as I mentioned, uh, of course, we've all heard about it. There is a shortage of goods right now, including masks, gowns, gloves, swabs, hand sanitizers, cleaning supplies, uh, soaps, and wipes. Uh, so we want to do everything we can to ensure that our healthcare providers have these items that they need in order to take care of those who are sick and keep themselves healthy. The Canadian and U.S. government have responded to these needs and have made some changes in order to make sure that we're able to get these goods to the people that need them as quickly as possible. So in Canada, you see Health Canada expediting their applications for um, medical device establishment licenses or um, MDELs or MDELs in order to address the demand for PPE. So, you know, that includes the list of things that I was talking about there and as well as those pods or rooms for um, transporting infected and contaminated patients. Uh, you may have seen these supplies used to set up temporary hospitals for people as well. So this includes all of these things that we could need in order to get things set up. 
So prior to COVID-19, if you wanted to get one of these MDELs uh, or these licenses, the wait time was about 120 days. That was the framework that was given uh, in order to um, get these turned around. This has been shortened to 24 hours if uh, if it is for these COVID-19 class one requests. So we are seeing this really sped up in order to meet the need. Uh, in Canada, we also are temporarily allowing certain products to be imported and manufactured in Canada that don't meet all of the requirements that are usually required. So that includes things like labeling, licensing, and packaging. Um, this is just in order to really expedite this and meet the demand. So I did mention that license application as well, and I've included a link. And, uh, you know, if you're looking at the slides for this, you're able to access the link uh, that will be embedded in the slide. Uh, and if you're listening to this, we'll include it in the show notes as well, wherever you're listening to this. Um, but if you go to the Health Canada website, you'll see that application form, and you can certainly use that and send it to the uh, email address that is listed on that form. Uh, and they will take a look and look at the requirements to ensure that they meet the requirements. And if it does, the authorization will be granted. I'm going to switch over and talk about the United States now. Uh, in the U.S., prior to this, uh, to import these products, there would have been, you know, requirements just like in Canada. But again, this has been expedited in order to meet the healthcare needs. So there's three different groups that they um, put the PPE or personal protective equipment into. And I'm just going to walk you through those three groups. So the first one is the non-FDA regulated general purpose PPE. So things like masks, respirators, gloves, etc. So if it is for general purpose or industrial use, so it's not being used to prevent illness or disease, it is not regulated by the FDA. The second category is products authorized for emergency use under the emergency use authorization. So the EUA, you may have heard that acronym lately um, because it has been in the news because of this. So in this case, entry information should be submitted to the FDA. However, there will be reduced information required for review in order to expedite this. So there is a lessening of that need. The third group is medical device products and regulated as such with no EUA, but where an enforcement discretion policy has been published in the guidance. So entry information would need to be submitted to FDA and transmit with the intended use code 081.006. And that's the enforcement uh, discretion per final guidance and an appropriate FDA product code. I'm going to go through some of these items as well um, that we've talked about there, some of the math, gowns, those sort of things, just to give you a bit more information to help you understand um, about these items more. Um, so you may have heard a lot lately about N95 masks that's been in the news. So the, what that means that N95 is that they filter out 95% or more of particles that are 0.3 microns or larger in size. So that is where that number comes from. 
And you may have also been hearing about KN95s. And that refers to uh, masks that are produced in China. And they are an equivalent to the N95s. But of course, because they're produced in a, a different place and they're not certified by the U.S. government in their the factories where they're being produced, they aren't certified by the, the U.S. government, but they are an equivalent mask. Um, so FDA is using the CDC strategies for optimizing the supply of these N95 respirators in order to expand access uh, to other countries, which includes these KN95 masks that we're talking about. Of course, very important right now, hand sanitizers and antibacterial soaps, et cetera. So these are generally regulated by the FDA as an over-the-counter drug. So this requires the transmission of the registration of the manufacturer and the drug listing number. Most of these soaps are actually considered to be cosmetics and are regulated as such and don't require the same regulations to be imported that a, a drug would. Um, however, if soaps claim to be antibacterial, disinfectant, any of that languaging, they will fall under the regulation of the FDA, and that requires the registration of the manufacturer with a drug listing number. The next thing we're going to talk about that's really important right now, of course, is surface disinfectants. Surface disinfectants are regulated by the EPA. And an important thing to note is that you'll need to know if they are regulated as a pesticide. Um, so you'll be able to find that guidance document, and we'll link up to these things as well and include uh, information so that you can find more details about this. But if they are considered to be a pesticide, there will you will need to have prior notice uh, filed with the EPA. But if the goods are not regulated as a pesticide, they may be subject to EPA um, TSCA reporting requirements. Uh, some of these disinfectants have many different uses, and some include being a pesticide. So you'll want to look into that as well, because that can be common. Thermometers are also something that are very important right now because, as we know, with COVID-19, a fever is one of the common indicators that someone has this uh, illness. So for thermometers, unless a specific policy or emergency use authorization exists uh, to exempt the device from the requirements, all medical devices should be transmitted under intended use code 081.001. And those, regula those regulatory requirements apply. So registration, listing, and or pre-market clearance or approval. Clinical thermometers are subject to registration and listing. And most clinical thermometers also require a pre-market notification. There's no policies or emergency use authorizations in place presently for clinical thermometers. Medical gowns are also very important right now as part of this uh, personal protective equipment. If they are going to a medical facility or being used for medical purposes, they are regulated as a medical device. And the FDA has broken it into three um, kind of considerations to look at when these gowns um, or devices are being brought in for medical purposes. So one is they're labeled or otherwise intended for use by a healthcare professional. 
Number two is they are labeled or otherwise in a for use in a healthcare facility or environment. And number three, they include any drug, biologic, or antimicrobial or antiviral agents. And the second thing to consider is if they are not intended to be used for a medical purpose, they are not regulated as a medical device and should be disclaimed. So I mentioned some helpful links, and you'll notice on this slide I have a link to the World Customs Association, um, where they give the HF classification references for COVID-19 medical supplies. There is also a link to the Government of Canada where they uh, detail the expedited access to these items uh, where you can find more details. There is also that link to the MDEL application form. Uh, as well, there is a link to uh, the U.S. side of this for filing those personal protective equipment and medical devices during COVID-19. And the um, there's also a notice about these pandemic release materials and a link to the US FDA uh, related guidance documents. So you're welcome to check out those links. They are clickable um, on these slides and we'll include them in any show notes as well. If you're looking for additional resources at this time, I do encourage you to visit the Buckland website, which is buckland.com. And you can either type in buckland.com slash learning or you can visit right here, the top of our website on that blue bar uh, where it says learning. You're welcome to check that out. We have a lot of great resources that you can access at this time. For more information about international trade, importing, exporting, we have a lot of great information there for you. If you have any questions, I know that this is a time when we have a lot of things that we're wondering about, and especially when we're trying to quickly get this personal protective equipment to those who need it most. I really do encourage you to reach out to our customer service group. You can reach them at csagroup at buckland.com and we will be happy to help you as we all work together to get these supplies to the people that need them most as we experience this global pandemic. Thank you for your time today. It's, uh, we certainly encourage you to reach out to us and we wish you all the best as we go through this together. And that's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we recently released an on-demand webinar on this topic, and you can access the slides for that webinar through our link in the show notes, or you can access the on-demand webinar through a link in the show notes itself if you want to watch that video. So we hope that this podcast has given you the essential details that you need in order to import personal protective equipment. And we welcome you to reach out to us at csagroup@buckland.com if you have any questions or if we can be of assistance. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, check out buckland.com and click on the learning section across the top of the website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include IncoTerms charts, common trade terminology, how to avoid border delays, and many more. 
We also have a host of webinars available for you, and we invite you to check them out on our learning section as well. You can get immediate access to those on-demand webinars and watch for periodic new live webinars as well. The best way to keep up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a newsletter every Wednesday containing our latest resources, as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered right to your inbox. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page, through Twitter, where our handle is at Buckland Tweets, or on our LinkedIn company page, you can just search for Buckland, or on Instagram, where our handle is at Buckland Insta. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast, and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.